0: Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the show. This is the Monday edition of Back to the Window. I am your host, Scott Steen, lead handicapper at winnersandwiners.com. Co-host, Scott Rochelle, senior handicapper over winnersandwiners.com. And together we do this every single day. Me from uh, my office in Missouri and Scott, traveling man. He doesn't go anywhere out of his house except Las Vegas. Pretty much. Have you yeah. been to the grocery store?
1: Florida, but usually Vegas. Have
0: you been to the grocery store or Vegas more in the last two months?
1: i think it might be a push
0: okay the two of each yeah give or take. <laughs> okay very good I've
1: been, I've been to the grocery store more scott scott, the, scott
0: has know, a terrific good. view behind him but the sun is glaring in and, and scott looks like just a black silhouette with the with the window yep. open but he's got it he's got a great view he's got the uh the big wheel is that what they call it
1: uh yeah something like that okay so exactly. i got the curtain behind me
0: instead he's got he got the curtain where are you staying? I'm staying at the Mirage. At the Mirage. Very good. Very yep. good. Uh good to see everybody in the comment section. Man, people are checking in. Uh Michael Dose says uh, NASCAR had a big decision last night. Blaney undid the side netting.
1: Did you watch the uh All Star Race?
0: I did not. I was uh, watching other sports. Um I did not see that, but gonna, I watched nothing. I'm gonna no, wa I'm gonna watch 20. it. I'm gonna watch it on replay. So
1: I watched a movie during the second half of my flight.
0: I'll have to check that out. Would you see? Interstellar?
1: Yeah. I watched Interstellar. How would you
0: like that? Time. You like it okay?
1: I thought it was good. I get that people were very interested in the sci-fi type of part of it. Uh-huh. I thought that was interesting. It was extremely long. Yeah. It was a very, very long experience. Yeah. About three hours or so. But I timed it perfectly because the movie ended right when we landed. So it worked itself out quite nicely.
0: Perfect. Perfect. Uh, Jim Williams says it was a wild race for sure. JC Stone says, Well, what's cracker lacking? Ain't nothing at Cracker lacking. What's up, JC? Lex Steel says great Scott's jumping wats I wish I could do it or Christopher Lloyd. I really do. Um, yeah, good to have you guys. Hell love the background, Scott. Yep. There you go. It's the stripes. Very good. What floor are you yep. on?
1: They're very, very slimming, the stripes.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, the uh, horizontal stripes, that's a that's a good look for you. Big X in the house. And Michael's already place.
1: calling me out. Michael wondering if I brought the farm hat with me. I did not. Did not have room for it in my suitcase.
0: Priorities. You could have worn it. Why didn't you just wear it on I the plane? On the,
1: yeah. I think it would be a massive security hazard. But when I'm in Vegas, if I was wearing the hat, I wanted to let other guys have a chance, you know, at some of the women. But if I walk down in that farmer's hat, it's just <laughs> it's, over. It's
0: over. It's over. It's a, it's a harvest of hotties for Scott Ryshell. Uh, Only
1: with the farmer hat on. So, you know, I figured I'm visiting him from out of town. I got to make sure the other, you know, people there yeah, have a shot. You
0: got to have a shot. You got to absolutely have a shot. Jim Williams said he had the inter, Interstellar at under three hours. <laughs> he lost. <laughs> yeah, that's. I
1: thought it was a movie, was fine. It's just a classic three hour movie where it's not war based or whatever. So you don't have constant action to keep you entertained. So it was just like they're traveling through space and some random stuff happens here and there. I'm just like, all right, it's still three hours.
0: Well, it bends ta- time. It, it bends fine. time. If they spend five minutes, it's really 20 years. And I mean, it's... it's... Oh, it it
1: it did bend time. Because, you know, Makane stayed the same age and I gained about 20 <laughs> years watching that movie. So it was really just a massive thing on the space-time continuum.
0: David Good but... saying, no no hat for Scott, no women. Absolutely. He says It happens, man. Hi, I'm Scott. I'm from the farm. <laughs> Maybe you know us from our Vet the farm place. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, good to have everybody here. Don't forget to, uh, the only thing we're ever going to ask from you is, uh, smash that like button and subscribe. We appreciate the effort on everybody's part. If you would hit that thumbs up, get over there and subscribe, ring the bell. If you like notifications, you've come to the right place because my God will notify the shit out of you. We'll, uh, yeah. let you know every time we put brand new content up both on the winners and Winers YouTube channel and the max wagers network, YouTube channel as well so definitely definitely check that out uh apologies i apologize in the last show for my <laughs> i need a makeup person here scott you see my you see my forehead you see the hairline here with the uh with the difference i got, I got a little sun yesterday is what i'm telling you
1: could be worse though at least the toupee didn't fall off
0: yeah thanks very much <laughs> <laughs> uh i got out on the lake a little bit yesterday I had to show one of my daughter's friends how to drive a pontoon boat so that was it was fun. It was nice to get out on the water a little bit. So had a good, had a good time. Didn't get any, didn't get any fishing in that sucked, but I came to try out my sea legs. <laughs> we did get some, we did get some boating in. So it's good to be here, everybody. Uh, yeah. So yeah, check out all the great offerings at the max wagers network. It's not just me. It's not, it's not a network all about me. There's other shows. There's uh, midday money with Sean Higgs. That's a great way to start your day at noon. Allie, Allie burns at one o'clock with the morning wood. Me and Chris at two, me and Scott at three. And Sean Miller doing uh, mostly soccer, doing a little F1 there as well. At 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock, it is Detroit Lenny. Tim and Nick Earl bringing it on home with game time decision. So, I know you were flying yesterday. How did your uh, how you, how'd your weekend go?
1: Overall was fun. I mostly was betting on basketball and hockey. Uh, the basketball games I can't say went too well. I did take a flyer on Saturday night with the Celtics minus 2.5 at like plus 525 at halftime jimmy baller i knew was injured so i took a shot with it they cut it to one yep didn't work out but i was betting tennis with the french open and so far i've been fingers crossed undefeated in the french open so that's been pretty good i do have a brief rant though that i want to get through because vegas i love vegas it's a great time you know there's a lot of stuff to do however we've reached the point where vegas went from being so far ahead in sports betting compared to the rest of the country yeah to being about seven steps behind yep. yep yep i'm walking into a betting kiosk at like one in the morning french open here starts at 2 a.m great time but i'm like all right let me get some plays and let me see what i like so i walk into the kiosk and i'm looking for totals i want to bet some overs bet some set overs, stuff like that no totals we have no tennis totals in a grand slam tournament you're only giving me the money line in the spread really 2022 give me some damn tennis totals
0: what are you doing vegas is
1: that too much to ask for
0: what are you doing my goodness i'm
1: just saying is that too much to ask for
0: apparently it is yes uh i mean it's
1: basic common sense i want some totals
0: here's here's one of the most un, uh names that i don't understand uh 400 Boyle toe any ideas okay yeah got nothing
1: uh i don't know what it's that is like, i don't know either
0: okay uh you like the rockies money line versus the pirates
1: I think it's a pretty tricky spot there because Cool's the much better pitcher, mm-hmm. but Colorado, just like last year, is atrocious on the road. Yep. They have I mean, last year they were like historically. I was bad. gonna say they're this not year, quite they're as atrocious now. They're just two. bad. Yeah, they're pretty bad too. Pittsburgh we know can't hit. They occasionally win games when they don't hit, but they still aren't very good at hitting the ball. Cool's the better pitcher. I think my main play would be Colorado first five. Just toss the ball pens out. Give me Cool in a revenge game potentially okay. against Pittsburgh, but. I do like the pitching advantage for Colorado. You?
0: Uh, I'm kind of on the other side. I'm just looking. At, I'm just looking at the uh, this is Colorado team that just cannot score on the road. They average just two point seven runs per game on the highway. To
1: the under because Pittsburgh can't score anywhere? I don't
0: hate that. I don't hate the under, um, but I also got I've got Pittsburgh in a small lean there as well. So cool. Um, Michael Dose wants to know if you're interviewing for the uh, Golden Knights head coaching job. He should because potentially- he he hates every coach. So yeah.
1: I was going to say, I could potentially do a better job than DeBoer, but, you know, uh, no, that is not on the cards. I'll mostly be doing some podcasting. I'm actually meeting up with Ali later, so we're going to watch some of the games. And, yeah, looking forward to a fun couple days in Vegas.
0: Magellan Sports uh, revealing one of the worst-kept secrets in the world of gambling. Vegas doesn't care about sports betting. It's a draw for where they make all their money, which is slots. That is... 100% true. Uh, sports betting yep. and poker rooms are basically, they're not quite loss leaders, but they're not big revenue generators. It is well, all... some
1: casinos have started to even throw out the poker room absolutely, which just tells you how high it is on the priority list. Well, it's not in, that high.
0: here in Kansas City, before the pandemic, we had four poker rooms, uh, they all closed, only one of them reopened.
1: Well, just think about it though, conceptually, because for poker, the only thing that the actual sports the actual casinos are collecting on is the rake that's right but if you're going to be looking at slots and you think of how often a a given player wins on the slots in comparison to poker yep it's not that much plus and uh they're taking all the money every time you lose
0: penny slots save the casino industry so you have people that are playing penny slot machines with a payback of somewhere in the 86 to 88 percent range Mm. and they're playing it's, it's the most ridiculous thing in the world they'll play Max play, $3 a spin, $5 a spin, and you tell them you should be playing dollar slots with a a 93%, 94% payback. I go, I can't afford that. Like, okay.
1: Once again, Vegas is still a very fun time, you know, to to visit and everything like that, but at least acknowledge for sports betting, it went from being your classic, Uh, cliche that you throw out there, you know, in the land with no shoes, the man or like I forgot the exact expression, but in the land of the barefoot, the
0: man with one shoe is king. That's right. It's the
1: land of the barefoot, yeah. Okay. Then the man with one shoe is king. That was Vegas for sports betting in Mm -hmm. America because most states just didn't have it. And as most other states started to embrace the level of competition, or laissez-faire if you want to go through the actual, you know, term for it, then you had more options. And Vegas just never changed anything because no. they didn't need to. They know it's a tourist attraction. They know that sports betting is a fun thing to do, but most of the money's made on the actual machines where you pull a lever. Yep. That's it.
0: Absolutely true. Uh here is one of the best comments you're ever going to see. JC Stone says, I only go to Vegas to see Slappy White. Do you even know who that is?
1: No. I do not.
0: He's an old time African American comic. He worked that like the Chitlin circuit back in the fifties and sixties with guys like like with like with Red Fox and stuff like that. Uh very funny cat, but uh a little dirty. A little dirty, uh, what I'm saying. Renzo Brothers in the house, Nicholas Lee says I play penny slots, but I only do like forty for fifty cents a pull. Okay, very good. Um, penny slots are still the profit leader. Oh yeah. Oh, no question. It's not even close. Not even, not even close. It's a penny. How can I lose? How can I lose? Uh, Vegas equals skydiving plus rain shooting plus Bellagio pool girls. Now there's somebody that's taken in the entire Vegas experience right there. In that order. No golf, Peter Wolf. No golf. Renzo brothers in the house. Good to see him. Uh, he was Mel. He was Melvin on. That's right. He was Melvin on Sanford and son. Correct. I forgot about that, Michael. You're absolutely right. He did have a little uh, a little guest roll there on uh, on Sanford and Son. Hey, before we get rolling on what happened yesterday, let's talk about Caesars. Scott, speaking of Vegas, Caesars, they've expanded their reach, of course. They've got um, betting; they got sports betting in a lot of different states right now, and they've got a great deal for you. If you want to bet that first bet with Caesars at uh, $1,000, you want to make it count, you want to make a real difference, this is a great opportunity. Caesars giving you eleven hundred dollars in bet insurance. Your first bet, win or lose, you're going to be fine. If you win it, of course you win. If you lose, Caesars makes it up to you, up to eleven hundred dollars. Take advantage of that. Of course, it's available only in the states where Caesars is. You must be twenty one to play, except in Wyoming, New Hampshire, where you have to be eighteen. And of course, we have the code available. It is all about the code, Scott. It is ATS wins Caesar or ATS W I N S C Z R. That is in the description of today's show along with the link. So clip those and you'll be hooked up. Uh, David says he lives in uh, Henderson. I uh, said we have, we have uh, many sports. We only do major sports, which tennis is not. Yeah, they need a better uh, than a 55% chance to win. Yeah, that ain't, that ain't a lie right they, there. They, yeah.
1: ha- they had tennis for the money lines and the spreads. They just didn't have totals. So I figured if you were going to have spreads in the first place, then why wouldn't you also carry totals? No. I, I, I don't know.
0: Okay, are you going to be at the Circa Pool drinking a Paloma? Uh,
1: uh, Not during the Heat-Celtics game. Maybe at some point during, but I'm actually going to be recording a podcast at the Win, So I'll be busy there uh, for, I'd say, a decent portion of the game. Also meeting up with Allie, though. So I'll be busy watching a game or two with her. And, yeah, so I'd say not Circa today, but probably tomorrow. I do like the Circa Pool. To be honest, though, if you're going to actually gamble there, do all your research before. Because they have a DJ while the game's going on, while you're in the sun, it's almost impossible to do research while you're at. The are they pool. are they playing like, like house pool
0: music pool? and EDM shit?
1: Oh yeah, so like they have actual I'm remix out. stuff I'm while out. you're watching the game. It's yeah. it's definitely an acquired taste. I'm not into it. No, I still like the overall just scene, but it's very weird to have a DJ while everybody's watching games. I think it seems like it's a very weird combination. They've
0: boomer proofed the circa pool, in my opinion. <laughs>
1: Well, they still got the, still got the overpriced <laughs> food, though. So you know, it's like stadium prices. There's no stadium.
0: You, you see know. that? You see that bill that was posted on Twitter? One hundred seventy-one thousand dollars for VIP service.
1: They're yeah, rookie numbers in this racket.
0: <laughs> um. All right. So, you know what a Paloma Michael, is, Michael?
1: I have gone before. Stadium Swim's are nice, but once again, I call it Stadium Swim because the prices for the food are the prices you'd find at a stadium. It's <laughs> a stadium. It, it, it's good. I mean, it's a fun time, but I'm <laughs> going to tell you right now, there's going to be music going on, a lot of noise. It is not exactly a peaceful place to do research and to actually watch games, but if you want an atmosphere and people going nuts and occasionally to you know hang out by the pool and see people in bikinis, then it's a good place for you to watch games, I guess.
0: Bienvenido Gomez uh, checking me on my uh, high school Spanish. I believe he is saying uh, hello from the Dominican Republic. Nice. I don't know. I don't know what uh, I don't know what Yolanda Disla presente means, but it's good to have you, Bienvenido. Welcome. It's not right in his name. You know what a Paloma is, Scott? Have you ever had a Paloma? The,
1: I, I'm, the, my truth is going back to the actual comment in Spanish. I did take Spanish for five years. Oh, okay. All right. But I completely have not spoken the language in like four years. So it kind of went in one ear out the other. I'm the same way. But hola, como estas? mi llamo Scott. <laughs> <laughs> okay,
0: Congratulations. So stick
1: with that and we'll go from there.
0: Money well spent. Uh, Scott, yep. this is your Ballywick. Uh, in WNBA, Sparks versus Aces, Timmy Earle's got the over.
1: I mean, I can't take an under with the Aces. They can walk into 100 in any given game. If you look at the Sparks defensively this season, they've really not been good. They're 2-4, and and if you want to go through the points allowed, they've given up at least 83 points in each of the last two games. Las Vegas should probably score 90 or more in this game. They scored 93 or more in three of their last four games. I do like the over. I think if you want to go for a Vegas team total, I don't mind that either. But I do think that Vegas probably scores around 95, and you're looking in pretty good shape for the over. So, yes, Tim, I agree.
0: Uh, Very good.
1: Um, If if you're with JC and you're questioning if the Sparks can score enough, take a team total, just because I do think Vegas should do most of the heavy lifting, probably scores 90-plus.
0: Stephen Hong wants to know if the uh, Heat get to 100 tonight.
1: It's a good question. I was actually going to ask you, because we were going to get into that game after the segments, is it a hot take for me to just think that Boston wins tonight by twenty five? No, like alternative spreads. I think they're going to beat the crap out of them. Too. No,
0: and I think Chris and I talked about it a little bit on the show before. I think it's a situation where if Miami gets down early, they may give, they they may just kind of. Uh,
1: I think they're punting.
0: Wave the white flag and uh, put Butler on the bench and rest him up of, for the rest yeah, of the of, series. Of
1: course, uh, PJ Tucker had a bit of an injury. Butler, of course, did not play the second half. They won anyway. Lowry was very good in his first game back, but still we know that he's been battling some stuff and heroes out and it seems like Miami is at least first glance willing to potentially pull the plug if things go poorly in game four because they stole home court advantage back. Right. And if you want to make an argument that Miami should not be pulling the plug, I can understand that because it's a playoff game. You can't, you know, fully hand them over. But it does seem, based on the injury report, that if you want to go for some alternatives, Boston winning by 20-plus, especially with the blowouts that we've seen in the postseason in general, it does seem like a motivated Boston team off an embarrassing home loss comes out, smacks them early, and then Miami just decides to save their energy for Game 5. You?
0: Yeah, I that, agree. That's, that's what I'm getting. No, that's, I'm, I'm, I'm the same way. Um, and it's certainly, it could be ripe for in-game.
1: It could be. If you want to go for some props, Hero's not playing, so I expect Oladipo to play a lot of minutes in this game because defensively he was great against Brown. Right. But if you want to just go based on volume, Oladipo should play, what do you think, north of 30? Because is he the new de facto sixth man? I think he is. So Oladipo's probably going to play a bunch of minutes. But Miami offensively, we know, has had some inconsistent moments. They've been able to overcome that, and they're up 2-1. But Tatum was awful. And yet Boston hung around in that game, came from behind, almost pulled it off, did not. But if you want to talk about a spot where you would want to be laying points, I really cannot make an argument for taking Miami. Uh, I, I really can't. I, I, I think Boston minus seven is a joke. I think it should be closer to eight and a half or nine.
0: Yeah, Nicholas is- What's
1: hero's value? Because it was six and a half, and then the news came out. Now it's seven. I was, say, so it's been, right. I was gonna say, so far it's been only worth half. Right.
0: I was gonna say, so far it's been a half point. So, although I, I think, that. I think some of that was baked in with him being questionable. So I think some of yeah. the, I think some some of the hero may all already have been baked in. Uh, Nicholas, I Lisa, could be
1: wrong, but I think it gets ugly.
0: Yeah, I mean, obviously this is, it's a guessing business at the end of the day. So you're saying yeah. your your guess could be incorrect, but yeah, with factoring everything we know. I think that's a strong possibility. Nicholas I'm Lee's saying, is... I
1: think that there's a greater chance of Boston winning the game handily than Miami keeping it close. Fair in enough. In my personal opinion.
0: Uh, Nicholas Lee thinking maybe Boston first half. Yeah, I don't hate that.
1: Or if you think Miami wins, parlay it with Adebayo over in points because if Miami's going to keep this game close, Adebayo needs another 25. So you can always do the correlated parlay system in same game where Boston could win in a variety of ways. Tatum does well, Brown does well, whatever. If Miami's going to win, they either need a or to go nuts or at a bio to go nuts, potentially both. Yep. Yep. So keep that in mind. If you want to go for some same game stuff, you can try to extract extra value using same game parlors.
0: Uh, Magellan says he thinks heroes worth one point on the road.
1: Still means you're saving half a point.
0: Yep. True. Very true. So, all right, let's find out what happened yesterday, man. Let's get to it. We've got some, we got some stuff to talk about. Uh, it happened yesterday, man. It wasn't a, uh, it wasn't a great day for for uh, for a couple of be pe- 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 a couple of people if you had these particular bets. Let's find out who it is because there's a, one of these that I really want to talk about. You know them, you love them. Let's find out who got the beats and who uh, who got the wins, the winners, the whiners. You know who you are and now we're going to find out uh, who you are along with everybody else as we talk about the Monday edition of Call the Cops. All right, very good. We're going to start off in the major leagues. If you had the Pirates team total under three and a half against the Cardinals. Here it comes, buddy. Here comes your ninth inning closer. Closing out that 18 to nothing win. Hey, who the fuck is that? Oh, it's Yachty. It's Yachty coming into pitch. Well, that's not good. It wasn't Pools, though. It wasn't Pools. He'd already hit two home runs. He was tired. Uh, yeah. Pittsburgh put up four runs against America's favorite catcher. And uh, that's over the three and a half. They finished with four because you know they didn't go to extras. Oh man, <laughs> yeah, the Pirates team total under three and a half. You were really good when they had to, when they were going up against regular pitchers, but once the catcher started pitching, uh, you were in trouble. Call the cops.
1: And the second one, yeah, I feel like uh, Michael's reading off the sheet. <laughs> Dodgers money one against the Phillies because they led two to one after eight innings. Philly ended up tying the game in the ninth. Unfortunately, you cannot blame Kenley Jansen because he's not there anymore. Dodgers took the lead again in the top of the 10th. Two outs, bottom 10, ground ball right to the second baseman, bobble by Muncy, not one-run score, but two-run score, and they went from an easy win, ground ball right at the second baseman, to losing, and you can rip up your ticket.
0: Can't hit, but at least he can't field either. Max Muncy, everybody. And finally, if you had the Kansas City Royals on the money line against the Minnesota Twins, Royals up 6-0 after 7. Brady Singer, just recalled from Omaha, absolutely dealing. But once he got out of there, the worm turned as Minnesota put up 5 in the 8th, 2 in the 9th. That's your ball game. By the way, fun stats, Scott, in the history of Major League Baseball. 1,490 times a starter had thrown at least seven shutout innings, and the team led six nothing after seven. Four times out of the 1,490 had the team gone down to a defeat. Now it's 1,486 and five as the Royals playing historical baseball right now, finding new and interesting ways to lose. If you have the Royals right there, number one, what are you doing? Number two, call the cops.
1: Yeah, seems like a pretty bad beat.
0: Awful. Awful. Well, there was some good news out there. These were the people that were on the right side of the ledger. These were the people that are uh, just kind of snoozing there at the Circa pool, despite the EDM music. You know who you are. Now you get to brag to your friends, because you, my friend, were sitting in the rocking chair.
1: So the first one, if you had the Oilers on the money line against the Flames, they led four to nothing after two periods, and they won the game four to one.
0: Very good. That was a uh, that was kind of short and sweet there, buddy.
1: Well, there's really not much more to add, right? I mean, so, it is the rocking chair for a reason. Yep,
0: absolutely. If you had the uh, Mets Rockies, unlike my premium players did yeah yesterday on the under ten and a half in Colorado, we ain't fear to no altitude. Had two runs in the sixth inning, zero runs. In the other eight innings, that game landed on the deuce. Nice, easy underwin in Colorado. What?
1: And the last one, if you had the I believe I wrote nationals on the money line. That can't be right, can it? Huh? Either what? way, if they're if you had them, uh, they led eight to nothing against the Brewers after four innings, and they won eight to two.
0: If you had that nationals minus five and a half, you were made some serious jack yesterday, Jack. Yep. Nicely done. Well, We talked a little bit about this. We touched briefly on the last show. We're going to talk about it in depth now. Let's find out who it is, Scott. Nothing like like starting our Mondays with a pack animal. Let's find out who it was as we reveal this weekend's donkey of the day. Well, Scott, you know Missouri once part of the uh, one of the once part of the Confederacy, and we'd like to think that we've uh, shed that image. But then something like this happens, and you kind of wonder what kind of people are living on the other side of the state. I can't speak for the western side because we're all cool over here. But St. Louis, what are you guys doing, Scott? What happened?
1: So you ended up, of course, having a couple hockey games over the weekend. One of them was the Avalanche and Blues game three of that series. And Bennington, we know, is having a great series, and Kadri is a guy with a checkered past when it comes to potential dirty plays. Charging the net, seemed like a Blues guy bumped into him. Long story short, he bumps into Bennington, and Bennington is now injured, and he had to come out of the game. And it seemed like some Blues fans took exception to the fact that Bennington got hurt. Even Bennington threw a water bottle at him during the post-game press conference. But the Blues fans... Had a couple of, let's just say, racist messages towards Kadri. And he working with police to make sure that he is fully safe. And whether you like Kadri or not, whether you find him a dirty player or not, leave race out of it.
0: Right. Can't you just call him a dirty player? Isn't that yeah, enough? I feel
1: like that's kind of the same gist, but you don't have to start calling him some right. choice words that are frowned upon, in, especially in today's society. That just seems a little bit much. And also... I know sports are a big part of our lives. It's just a game. <laughs> you you don't really need to send racist threats to a guy because you lost a hockey game. That's a little bit much.
0: You know, I had Bennington. I had Bennington save prop over. I, I didn't, at no point did I think about think about sending a racist tweet. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Okay. Uh, and I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna go on a line here. I'm gonna go on a limb and say I lost more on that than most people that traded tweeted the racist shit lost.
1: And Bennington also, of course, threw the water bottle at Kadri. He would have been donkey of the day, but then the fans one-upped him. But it seemed like a lot of it was based on Kadri's past, and I get it. You know, he has a Tom Wilson-level history there with choice hits, but – there's some, you know, barriers that you should not be crossing. Can't and do it. Racial insult barrier is definitely one of them where it's never acceptable to do
0: that. When I worked in the casino, I used to I used to teach one of the diversity classes. And I used to start my class by saying there's no reason to hate somebody because of their race, their religion, their sex, their color. If you spend enough time getting to know them, you'll find plenty of other reasons to hate them.
1: They can be an asshole, but race has nothing to do with it. That's right? what I'm
0: saying. That's what I'm saying. Um, okay. So
1: well, that, that also kind of ties into the Tim Anderson situation, right?
0: What do you mean?
1: The Anderson with the Donaldson-Jackie comment during the week. You know what I'm talking about?
0: I, I know there was a, I know there was a kerfuffle. What, what was the whole deal?
1: So, 2019, Anderson did an interview with, I believe, Sports Illustrated. And it was right around the time that he had the bat-throwing thing against the Royals. I think it was right. against the Royals. It was. Yeah, so either way, he had that and the seemed like people were targeting him for trying to make the league fun or whatever right and he called himself the modern day jackie robinson
0: oh that's right
1: in in a quote and donaldson according to him has been kind of picking on him for the last couple of years about it. he's been calling him jackie and they had an, an argument on saturday and apparently during the argument something along the lines of donaldson saying lighten up jackie or like nice swing Jackie or something. Okay. And then the bench is cleared. La Russa called them a racist. And you had this whole thing that happened. But once again, I don't think that involved race at all. I think that just involved Anderson making a really stupid comment three years ago. Yeah. Comparing himself to one of the most important sports figures in the history of, you know, whatever, just because he threw a bat and celebrates a couple of times. Yep. And Donaldson poked fun at it. So yeah, racism's involved in a lot of elements of sports, but not everything that's accused of being racism is actually racism. Sometimes it's just the guys The be... thing's actually a problem. Right. Donald's the thing I thought was honestly funny.
0: I think if you were to tell me that Donaldson was an asshole, I would not be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if you're going to tell Don't me he's a, guy a
1: racist it, because it, you said something stupid. I was going to say, if pre- you're going to tell me he's, he's a racist, I'm you.
0: like, yeah, maybe not. Come on now.
1: You can argue if it was racist if... He did not say in previous interviews call me the modern day Jackie Robinson right. and then you get offended for him calling you Jackie. I'm, and Is that what you wanted in the first place? And
0: you know what? That kind of shit goes on in baseball all the time. They are some of world-class chirpers. Yeah. And if of you course. give them ammunition like that, what and are the, you supposed to do? You're
1: sitting you're sitting in the dugout for 3 hours. Of yep. course you're going to chirp at somebody.
0: Absolutely. All right. So, so there was yeah. There was a, another sporting event going on this weekend, Scott, and it well, let's just say it had an interesting ending, shall we? Um, yeah, I don't even know. I don't even know how to start this. So we're just going to do it this way. We're going to find out uh, about who didn't make us mad, but they uh, they certainly made us disappointed. So. As uh, as you know, there was a major tournament this week. The PGA Championship uh, was this weekend. And if you had a long shot by the name of Mito Pereira, man, you had 150 to one ticket in your pocket with a one-hole lead entering the last hole of the tournament. That we is- could
1: have put this for donkey, but to be honest, with that big of a long shot, we thought that it would be a little bit harsh to put him for donkey. Wouldn't you agree?
0: Yep. Yep, absolutely. And uh, this is shades of, uh, was it Vanderveld? Veld? Yeah. That had the meltdown. Uh, I believe that was at the British Open. but uh, Yes, it was.
1: That was back during like the harsh, harsh British Open where shooting plus five was a winning score. Yeah. Back in the day.
0: Yeah. So Pereira uh, double bogeyed the hole. There was a playoff. Playoff? But he was not even part of the playoff, Scott. That was brutal. The round leader did not qualify for the playoff and needless to say because he wasn't in the playoff he didn't win uh Justin Thomas won the tournament and uh, i promise I saw that you that
1: he was plus i thought that he was 300 to 1 when he was eight shots back earlier on sunday
0: so oh so, oh yeah so i was going to say there's a good chance you didn't have him at 150 to 1 but you could have got a live play on him the day of the event but so that paid off well for some people but uh for those of you holding your uh, Pereira tickets at 150 to 1 you got to tear those up, and uh, yeah, in and the mad.
1: voice of George Carlin, in the unlikely event of a water landing, that's what happened on the tee shot for Pereira.
0: A what he said, water. When, I believe this, his quote was, "He wasn't even thinking about the water."
1: Yeah, he said he wasn't thinking about it, and apparently, the water was thinking about him.
0: I was gonna say that's like it's like Jesus when you say, Well, I don't believe in Jesus. Well, he believes in you. That's like
1: I will give him props though. He did handle the choke job with with grace afterwards. He did all the interviews, he signed autographs, and I'll I'll give him props for that. But I can say that it's gonna be an all time choke job. I think the British Open one was the worst in the history of the sport, besides maybe Norman. Right. Norman probably takes the cake. I think people are gonna forget about Pereira in the choke job in a year or two. Yeah. But he could have been a major champion and now unfortunately that is not the case.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely brutal. I'm uh yeah, you can't be mad. But man, you can definitely be disappointed. So, yeah. All right, my friend. Well, what do you got on the uh what do you got on the Burner for tonight? We've talked a little bit about the basketball. We haven't talked about We haven't talked about the 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 hockey much and Tampa Bay Back-to-back. We got a back-to-back hockey game. It's been, it's been plus money. Tampa Bay has just been a cash register so far.
1: I'm, I'm talking about the scheduling. Hmm. We have a back-to-back today in hockey.
0: You mean? lighting to- Lightning
1: played yesterday. Oh, the that's right. Today.
0: That's right. That's right. Does that matter to you? No. Okay. I,
1: I think Tampa's going to win. Okay. I put in a four-pick parlay for fun as my first bet. Okay. Vegas, so I, I got an actual printed-out sheet. Or, you know, I got the actual pr- printed-out ticket. Fancy, fancy. You're going to have to head
0: back to the window.
1: I can act, I, I can potentially head back to the window. We'll see what happens. Okay. But I got the lightning minus one and a half in there. It's at, like, plus 200. The Panthers have shown me absolutely nothing throughout the entire series. And congrats to them. They finally scored a power play goal. I'm proud of them. Boborowski's actually been pretty good. The offense can't score. And we saw this in the back half of the Toronto series, especially Game 7. Tampa's defense has just flipped the switch, and it's been the best defense in the playoffs. Yep. And Florida's had no answers. And you're looking at all the weapons that Tampa has, Kucherov, Stamkos, uh, Paul, of course, has been solid in the playoffs as well. Florida's defense is decent. Tampa's defense is elite. And Tampa's offense and power Florida has shown me nothing, but you lose yesterday, you're down 3 nothing. Do you think they're going to be motivated? Do you think they are going to throw in the towel? Because I really don't know how a young Florida team no. that's really won nothing in their playoff career isn't going to look at the two-time defending champions and say we're probably screwed. Not to mention the empty netter possibility.
0: Yep, so I agree.
1: I think plus 200 is a very solid price for one and a half.
0: Yep, uh, David David Wachowski says uh, Tampa Bay plus one and a half has been free money all the whole series. I think he, is he, uh, does he mean minus one and a half?
1: Either one and a half or or just the actual games going into the series, potentially.
0: Yeah, I was trying to see.
1: Was was Florida favorite in the series?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, they've, uh, yeah, they Tampa Bay's, Tampa Bay's one, they covered the puck line in two of the three. So, yeah. Um, The only time they
1: didn't, of course, was the Colton game winner. Yeah. That killed me personally.
0: But no, we talked about this before. I, I uh, I liked Tampa Bay plus money for the series. I've liked them plus yep. money in every game so far.
1: I Tampa in six.
0: I'm not serious. No, good luck. I don't think you're going to. I don't
1: think it's going to get there. No, but Florida is also in Tampa. It's one of those situations where if you like the Panthers to actually win tonight, bet them to score first. Because I do agree with Magellan's point. If the lightning go up early, Panthers are going to roll over. They might roll over anyway. Yes. But when you're against Vasilevsky who can bail you out, even if you get decent chances, and Mavrovsky's been good, but he can't bail you out the same level that Vasilevsky can. I really just don't like much about Florida because if the only thing they were really good at was scoring and they can't score, then how am I supposed to like them against one of the best defenses in the league?
0: Trisha Kringle says, Florida has shown you something, but they are losing. Um, Yeah, I mean, that's Vasilevsky has done Vasilevsky things. The defense has gotten better. And I think the one
1: concern I had was Bobrovsky, and he's actually been good.
0: Yeah, well, now you got a new concern. In the fact, they're one for twenty-eight on the power play,
1: but it was zero for twenty-five. I know, I understand. So I'm just saying the percentage did go up last game, but yeah, that, that's another thing. One thing you got to keep in mind when it comes to taking advantage of mistakes in playoff hockey, especially, and the main area that's the power play, and that's what Toronto was able to do against Tampa. Toronto had a lot of have power play opportunities, and of course, they had an elite power play in the regular season they were able to score a decent amount where you could punish the other team for making mistakes. But if you're going to go up 5-on-4 and you're going to not score, good luck beating Tampa on 5-on-5. Five five.
0: Yeah. Totally agree. Totally agree. Uh, Rick Rick Zepp says he's got the uh, Celtics tonight, minus 11. Yeah, Rick, we talked about that earlier. Uh, I think they bury Miami? We tonight. both said that this is a great spot for Miami to get buried. Yeah, um, I think so. Andrew says he just got Tampa minus one twenty nine. So yeah, there's a little money th- coming in on Tampa. That's 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 solid for sure. Celtics Dodgers yep. money line parlay. It's uh, hard to argue with. That's I got a- the Dodgers
1: minus one and a half. I- yeah, too. Yeah,
0: i got I've got I've, i I saw that after I posted, but I've got I've got them in a parlay, so we weren't exactly the same. Okay. So um, I couldn't
1: say no. Dodgers have besides the Muncie Arab been solid, and Adon is awful. So yeah, I, I took a shot with
0: Adon a- has been just fucking,
1: and you're getting brr. nine guaranteed at bats. Yep, so like, yep. I can't really argue with it.
0: I can't say no. Colorado, St. Louis, St. Louis at home plus one forty. No Bennington, no chance, Scott.
1: I have Colorado in regulation as another play in my parlay.
0: Plus money, N- plus.
1: no. Off- I was minus one hundred five. Okay. No offense to Huso, uh, he's had a good year as a youngster, but Bennington has been the guy. And even though Puso hung around to some degree, Colorado, we already knew, was the better team as a whole. Bennington was the one who was helping them out in case they got into trouble. Husso can't do that. So for me, I got Colorado in regulation. Once again, don't attack Kadri with, you know, stuff because of what happened. Because I actually don't think it was his fault anyway. But I do believe the Bennington injury completely killed any hope St. Louis had of winning the
0: series. Done. Done and done. Uh, Trisha says Tampa Bay has experience, and they know how to win. Agree, agree. Uh, Perry has scored a, scored a goal in the last three games at plus money. That's something to take a look at there. You like that streak continuing?
1: It's always tricky because Perry's goals pretty much come entirely on the power play because he's the one standing in front of the goalie going for deflections and redirects. But that's really been the takeaway. At least Tampa has somebody in that deflector spot, and it seems like Florida – just passes the puck around.
0: All right. How's that Wi-Fi in Vegas, buddy? That is.
1: It's not great at the Mirage, to be honest. It's, it's not great. I... I noticed it's been breaking up a couple of times. Yep. But I'll probably have to call somebody to see if I can get another network on. But either way, Tampa's power play is set up a lot more, I'd say, cohesively than florida's and that's been the story of the series
0: yep absolutely true um what about the total in that game scott boston money line the over 205 is it 205 and a half now
1: man i mean i like miami's team total under so i don't i you can lean to the overview think that boston goes for 110 or something like that mm-hmm. i really don't know how miami's going to score especially well, I mean, with all the injuries that they're dealing with. if you're
0: talking about a 20 point blowout though doesn't that have to go over
1: it can, unless you think Miami scores like ninety.
0: Well, that's that's the thing, though. I mean, even it, uh, you know, yeah, twenty point blowout at one ten to ninety, that's ninety. 200. Yeah, that's 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 two hundred even. So, um, I, yeah, it's, it's like playing. If you
1: like the over, I would feel a lot better about Boston's team total over.
0: Agreed, agreed. That's what I was just looking at there. So you've got a, a seven and a half point spread at two oh six. So you're one oh six and a half or so, roughly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a bigger fan of that because I think you can only count on one of these teams to do anything offensively right here. Um, Magellan's talking about P.J. Tucker scoring first basket. Uh, Plus 1,600, he's hit the first basket in four of the last 10 games. That's solid. You like that?
1: Yeah. Uh, The thing is, when you're going for first basket bets, you got to look for either trends or just get lucky. And Tucker has been a guy, especially at 16-1, to For some of these shots, if you want to go for specific baskets, maybe a three-pointer because you know he's going to stand in the corner the majority of the time. But Tucker has embraced a bigger offensive role in this series. And, yeah, Boston hasn't exactly done a great job guarding him, so I don't mind that either.
0: Grant Williams prop?
1: It it really comes down to Robert Williams' status, doesn't it? I kind of have to plead the fifth because I don't have enough information
0: uh what's the last I think I would
1: lean I would lean under anyway because he hasn't really done much in the series but until I know for a fact if Williams is going to play or not I would you know wait and see
0: what's the last um still I still got him officially questionable do you have any update on that from where I see
1: questionable that's the point I, I don't know
0: okay does that do you does that matter to you
1: I think it does, because from what we've seen in this series, even though Boston with Grant Williams has looked good at times, it seems like Robert Williams is needed to at least somewhat neutralize Adebayo. And we saw how Adebayo looked with Williams not playing in game three, and Ataba went for 30-plus. Right. Just because Williams has been in and out of the lineup for the last couple of weeks doesn't change the fact that he's been an amazing defensive flyer for the entire season yep and I personally think he was more deserving a defensive player of the year than Marcus Smart was even though of course he did miss time with injury him being there is huge because if Bowers less than 100 percent which he clearly is you got to try to neutralize Bam and Williams gives you a much better chance of doing that
0: Ken from Philly as when we were still down on the Blues yes even more yes. so even more no so. No offense
1: to the it. Blues I liked them going into the series I thought they had a shot to win it and they really did and Bennington got hurt yep and Bennington was the ultimate equalizer I have to look elsewhere now. I think Colorado probably wins in five.
0: What just happened? I wanted to know if, if you ever got drinks with Allie. That's happening tonight, what just happened. Yep, happening tonight. So, there you go. Um, yeah, I didn't know about the Bennington injury. That changes everything. We totally agree, Ken. Totally agree. They didn't have a great shot before that, and that shot has uh, gone down to not much of a shot. So
1: um, I think they went from either six or seven game loss to five.
0: Yeah, that's that seems pretty accurate. Got some pretty shitty baseball games tonight, Scott. Is there anything that stands out to you besides what we already have our money on?
1: Uh well, we're saving a play on the crappy baseball card for later. Mm-hmm. So it's not entirely crappy because we do have something we like. We took a crap we
0: took a crappy game and made a play on it.
1: Yes, we did. Uh I guess one question I'll have for you. It's about the fourth time this season that Cole's been matched up against Lyles this season. Yep. Uh are you just blindly laying one and a half with the Yankees? Yep.
0: Yep. Yeah. Uh, might even might even lay two and a half.
1: Okay, fair enough. I believe at the price point now, all the value on one and a half is pretty much gone. It's probably a minus 150 at this point. Yeah. So you're probably stuck laying two and a half if you want to actually get a decent price. Probably minus 110 or even plus 110 on two and a half. Can you explain to me why the Giants are minus 140 tonight? They've lost four in a row. Mets have been solid. I know that the Mets are 15 and seven on the road. The Giants are only 11 and 10 at home at Oracle. Why are the Mets... Getting plus money here. The well, Giants have not been playing well at all.
0: Yeah, that's uh, it, it's 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 to me it comes down to the it comes down to the pitching matchups as David Peterson goes against Alex Cobb. Alex Cobb uh, hasn't been fantastic with the five six ERA this season. However, uh, up until his last outing, he actually pitched pre- He actually pitched pretty well, as he'd given up just three runs over his last ten and a third going in. But he got. Absolutely jacked there in Colorado as he gave up seven earned and five and a third, ten hits, one walk, one home run. So, you know... Peterson
1: is coming off the IL. He hasn't pitched since the third. Correct. So, I'm assuming that might be baked in. But I really don't know why the Giants on a four-game losing streak are minus 140. That seems a little bit absurd.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, I'm They're just... Do you totally discount bad pitching performances in Colorado. When you're looking at your sheet and you see, you know, six earned runs in three innings and you see, oh, at Colorado. Well, fuck, I don't care about that. Thing.
1: I don't fully discount it, but I do. We're talking about which – we're talking about for which pitcher?
0: Uh, Talking about, talk about Alex Cobb, who his yeah, la- last Cobb. time okay. I gave up seven earned and five and a third.
1: I was clarifying because the Rockies have been very good against lefties this season, Right against righties not so much, and, of course, Cobb is a righty. But I do – Have some I'd say that, of course, it has less weight that less weight than other stuff. But I do think it matters maybe for confidence purposes, especially with Cobb having a five point six ERA. Right. I think that it could linger. But for the most part, I just think that Peterson's not that bad. The Mets bullpen has been okay after a rocky start. Do the Giants have a great bullpen? Not really. It's fine. Yep. But I think the Mets are the better team.
0: Agreed. Uh, Andres is saying uh, the lightning win in the under. Yes, I like that parlay very much because I think if
1: you want to place play it safe, Panthers team total under. Yep, they're basically scoring one run, uh, one one run, one Can't goal sc- per game. Bejel, I I don't trust the offense.
0: Miguel says, great great night for an alternative run line on the Dodgers at five and a half. We're you back know, to this bullshit. You know, there. the last time we started talking about that, we well. Not the five and a half, but the last time we started talking about, well, I don't know, about two and a half, three and a half. We we jinxed the shit out of it. The team the team lost outright.
1: All I know is that Magellan mentioned it against the Pirates, and they won like 11 Nothing.
0: He took it. Yes, he did. He Absolutely. did? Absolutely. I, I,
1: I would be happy because I have the Dodgers minus one and a half. After a loss like that yesterday, I do think the Dodgers should be kind of motivated to get back on track because they should still have a winning streak at this point. Yep. The Nationals are just so bad.
0: Yep. And I'm with you. This is a uh, – I'm with you on the, on the Giants as well. This is a a Giants team that's given up 25, uh, you given up, you mean the Mets? Well, no, I'm looking at the, the, I'm looking at the Giants and how much they've given up here. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, how about, how about 43 in their last seven? So they're giving up, they're giving up six runs per game. They've given up five or more in six of those seven games. Yeah, not uh, I want no part of minus 140 there with the, with this Mets team. That's won five of their last six playing pretty good baseball. Uh yeah, I'm taking an underdog shot there. I'm with you.
1: That's my favorite underdog play on the baseball card.
0: Said great great chance great chance for the Snakes. Oh, absolutely. Uh Grinke still without a win this season. And yeah,
1: and he's actually been decent this once. Yeah,
0: he's probably he's he's earned that number one spot in the Royals rotation now. That would not be confused with an actual number one starter in a regular rotation. But yeah. but he has been the Royals' best starter, most consistent starter. So yeah, I I'm, I'm with you laying laying a short price. Anytime you got a team that's laying like less than minus one twenty against the Royals, you you have to fucking pounce on that. Mets Giants under seven and a half. No, I have no confidence in that. Um, I like the fact that it's in San Francisco. It's in that cold Pacific air, that night air, but I'm leaning to the over. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm got, i am got to go the same way. All right, buddy. I don't
1: trust Cobb and Peterson hasn't pitched in three weeks. You have question marks about both starting pitchers. Yep. I can't take an under.
0: Absolutely true. All right, well, let's get it done, man. Let's, uh, there's only one thing left to do, brother, and I know it's not going to have the full effect because you can, can, couldn't wear it on, but uh, we're going to do it anyway. We're going to find out what it is. It's Monday. It's time to get on your – you bring your overall, Scott, to Vegas? Uh, no. Jesus Christ. I know. I didn't
1: bring anything slacking.
0: All right. Well, you're going to have to put on your overalls for Scott. Get that straw hat out. Adjust it. Climb aboard your John Deere. Pull out your keys. Put them in the ignition. Fire that bad boy up. It's Monday, kids. We got a four-game winning streak. Once again, it is time to bet the farm, everybody. All right, well, I know we've uh, done pretty well lately Man. here, Scott, and uh, we did have a bet the farm play for a Friday night. How'd that go?
1: We had the Cardinals first five minus a half against the Pirates, and Wainwright continued to do Wainwright things against the Pirates.
0: The nice ageless point. wonder cashes again. Cue the banjos. <laughs> All right, my friend, what do we got? uh, What do we got cooked up for a little bet the farm for today?
1: So we're going to go to the Cubs Reds game, and we're going to go with the Cubs team total over four and a half at minus 110 from our friends at Caesars. Chicago has scored at least five runs in each of its last three games, and you have Gutierrez on the mound, and he has been awful so far this season. So far, 26 innings pitched. 25 earned runs, and it has not gone any better at home. Gutierrez at home this season, eight and two-thirds innings pitched, 10 earned runs, and assuming he potentially gets shelled, Cincinnati's bullpen also horrible. The Reds have a 4.79 bullpen ERA, which is the second highest in the league. So even if Gutierrez has a mediocre performance, five innings, two runs, something like that, this Reds bullpen can easily blow it as well. But four and a half against a starter who's been this bad and a bullpen that's this terrible in a hitters-friendly park, we got to take the over.
0: I'm with you. I'm with you. we got a a couple of shitty teams. But when you got lemons, time to make that lemonade. And I think Cubs team total over four and a half. Like you said, basically, you get get two shots at it. You get a swing at Gutierrez, and then you get a swing at that bullpen. I think that one goes over the total as well. So, that's going to do it for the farm. That's going to do it for the show. We appreciate it. Everybody stopping by. We appreciate all each and every one of you guys. Wish you nothing but the best on all your plays today. Good luck, and we'll be back tomorrow to talk all about it. 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central. Scott and I once again do our very best to help you in that never-ending journey to head back to the window. Take care, everybody. We'll see you soon. <music>